What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Downshift Offense. I'm your host, Jesse Brooks. Want to give you a woman's view on the automotive industry. If you just started listening, thanks for joining. If you came back, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between shop and dealership. Since I've worked for both, I'll give you some of the negatives and positives, the ins and outs of them from a technician standpoint and probably from a customer standpoint since I've had to go to both. Last week, I gave you kind of a little bit of an intro as to who I am and what I've done in the industry and really just wanted to kind of show that I do know a little bit about the automotive industry, even if I haven't been in the industry for 20, 30 years. But let's get started. Let's dive into it. So difference between the shop and the dealership. One of the major differences is a lot of times the dealership is specifically for manufacturers. So a lot of times you're going to see that specifically for Kia, for Hyundai. And the reason why is because one, we do the recalls. The other thing is that We have a lot of technology that the shops don't get. And a lot of times, and as of recently, the manufacturers don't want shops like Firestone, NTB, or Major here, Quick Lube Shops, those type of companies. They don't want them actually in their systems and they're actually trying to make money for the dealerships. So when they tell you that you have to get your oil changed at a dealership, Uh, it's usually only because they're trying to make more money for that dealership. The other thing is a lot of times if you can prove that you've done your oil changes, I believe most cars are 5,000 miles or 6 to 12 months, uh, partially because you don't want your oil sitting because it gets old anyway due to all the chemicals and additives that they add into the oil nowadays. It can get old. And therefore, it can actually hurt your car if you don't get an oil change. But the dealership essentially has all the tools necessary in order for you to get major work done. So I know a lot of European cars and some of the newer Asian cars, if you are doing like brake changes, resurfacing your rotors, replacing your pads. I believe, if I remember correctly, when right before I left Mazda, on Mazdas, you have to turn off the electronic e-brake and we have to go into the system in order to do that or it actually causes a light to come on and I think that is actually one of the ways that they make it where you have to go to a dealership because if that light turns on and the shop doesn't know how to turn it off because they've never been trained to do it or someone from Mazda never told them how to do it you have to go to a dealership anyway So then they go, well, why didn't you just get it done here? This was our price. This is this. So they automatically kind of set you up to have to use the dealership versus using a shop. And if I also remember correctly, not only have they made it harder for shops to work on the cars, but essentially they have said that aftermarket products to look into computers, they won't allow it. So if you get some type of work done where they have to update it, they literally can get sued by the manufacturer for doing it. I do know for Kia that you have to, well, they tell you you have to get the oil um, replaced 
at a Kia dealership. But I've seen as long as you've just taken care of the mm-hmm. oil changes, so it shouldn't be too bad. And the reason why they do that is because when your engine goes out, because now Kia and Hyundai are having issues with having to replace your engine, like at 100000 even earlier, I've seen an engine have to get replaced at like 50,000 miles. They make it where if you spent money there, then they can actually prove that you did your oil changes the way you were supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, I've learned that Kia has really good warranty for the customer, but is <laughs> is screwed up for the technician. So whereas it's free for you, it's apparently free for us too. So it, it doesn't help us. When it comes down to shops, shops, because they try to make it where it beats the dealership prices, a lot of times they aren't paying the technician as much either so even when you have that $130 an hour to diagnose the car let's say I was making $20 an hour that means they have one $110 left to to essentially play with and the problem is when you when people look at that number they automatically assume that technicians get that and we don't As a matter of fact, a lot of times that's how you pay the advisor and that's how you, well, that's really how you pay everybody else. So if I get $20 of the $130 or if it's at a dealership, I believe they're usually $150 an hour. If you do diagnostic, we only get paid whatever we are getting paid an hour. One of the things that you also have to remember from shop standpoints is they are generally certified. So let's say you go into a shop and they can't uh, figure out what's going on with your car. A lot of times the cars are made different. So when you take it into a shop, you have to expect that you're going to get a general diagnosis for it. Um, Of course, for a lot of the things like oil leaks, spark plugs, if it's misfiring, tires, brakes, those sort of things, a lot of times it's going to be the same exact way to diagnose it. But let's say the manufacturer came out with a recall or a TSB stating that they're having an oil leak from a solenoid that's not on all cars, then you have to understand that from a technician standpoint in a shop, they aren't going to get that information. One, because the manufacturer is not going to just up and give it to a shop because they want that money. Um, But of course, we do have things like all data, which is something that if you're at a shop um, or if you're at a dealership and you're working on another manufacturer, another type of car, you're going to be able to get that information but a lot of times it's not updated yet. Actually, I believe you can call and see if you have any recalls. And I usually tell people this all the time. If you have something wrong with your car, let's say it's used, call. There should be a specific number, I believe, like in the little books that they give you whenever you buy the car. It should be still in the car whenever you get a used car. But people still take that even though they don't have the car anymore, but oh well. Or you can just go online and look and see what their 
website is for them to tell you. But overall, you have um, a lot of times if something's going on, I would first double check to see if you have any recalls because you might have a recall that fixes it. And that's a fix that you don't have to pay for. The manufacturer is paying for it. But also remember, technicians aren't always going to want to do recall work. Um, like, for example, when you do, when I did recall work at Kia versus Mazda, or actually versus, I'll do Kia versus Acura. Acura actually paid their technicians better on certain recalls than um, Kia did. That's probably because they do different things, but as a technician, I would have rathered doing recalls at Acura than I did at Kia because, for example, to replace a transmission, it was, I believe, you get paid 10 hours recall um, for an Acura. If you do a transmission, it was 10 hours. If you did a transmission at Kia, it paid you three hours. Um, I do believe that Acura probably had a little bit bigger of an engine um, or of a transmission, but still there shouldn't have been a seven hour difference, especially since the, when I started doing transmissions specifically at Kia, I overall had to do almost the exact same thing as other people at Acura that I remember. So it's pretty crazy to think how certain manufacturers pay for certain things and across the board when you look at it a lot of people say well why don't you go work for Porsche or BMW but that's a whole nother beast because people don't realize that Porsche well basically any European made vehicle starts doing a lot of different things um and working on bmws personally i would never go and work for a D bmw dealership just because of how basically how delicate everything is for the for the cars it's not as easy for me to pull on things for bmw as it is for ikea um also, if you break one, I'm sure parts at BMW are nowhere near as cheap as the ones at Kia. Um, actually, I kind of know so because I've had to go pull parts and look at brand new parts versus used parts. And a lot of times whenever I do stuff for BMWs, um, if I can go and get a nice looking part from a salvage yard and if I can make sure that it works from a salvage yard, I would rather go and do that just because of how the prices are for those type of cars. I think really that's the major things that are different between dealerships and shops. And a lot of times people don't realize that with shops, they really do have their hands tied. I just 
recently went to a shop and talked to a technician and he was telling me the way that these cars are going, a lot of technicians kind of want to get out of the industry. And these are technicians that have been in an industry for 20 plus years who've seen all types of cars come and go, especially within the past 30 years. And he was like, I really don't want to work on these new group of cars because as everybody knows, Tesla kind of changed the game, making the car fully electronic, fully just off of battery power. And the thing for technicians, especially the older ones, the old school ones, is how do you work on something that essentially is brand new technology? It's computers. And if you don't like electrical anyway, and it's a new type of electric, a new type of system. So it's not a system that most people are going to want to learn. And you're already stuck in your old habits. Then you're not going to want to learn it. I mean, essentially, they're making the car a big ass battery. And you have to figure out, do you want to learn how to work on a big ass battery? Or... Are you just going to try to work on old school? And the problem is, is right now, due to COVID, they can't find parts and they can't make new parts. So essentially what these companies are having to do, and I know another company that I just went to literally cannot find parts. Some of them are discontinued, but other parts aren't being made or aren't being shipped to the U.S. right now, literally because stuff is shut down. Stuff can't be made right now. So your car is worth two to $3,000 more than what it used to be. And you have to then figure out, do you want something that doesn't have as much technology as what you got now? because it's cheaper or do you want to just wait for them to actually start being able to put stuff on there and if you are trying to wait for that you also have to understand if recalls come out for them to add things to your car you're not going to have your car for a while one because it's going to probably be high in demand two because it's going to be harder for these technicians to get these parts on there and three what if they put the recall out and they can't put the they can't get the parts which at different dealerships right now that's happening i've gotten told by a large amount of shops and dealerships they can't get parts because like i said i still work on cars personally so my dad and i actually go out and look for parts at salvage yards and the parts that we don't use we're selling so because I work on BMW, Mercedes, and Ford, and GMC, that's the parts we're selling, is BMW, Mercedes, Ford, and GMC. Now, one obvious difference between the dealership and the shop is definitely that they sell cars. <laughs> um, a lot of times, whenever you see places that sell cars, they don't always work on the cars um so dealership kind of gives you that work on the car and uh, sell the car and they also have a lot more availability as far as 
giving out free oil changes and especially since a lot of times that either depends on the dealership or sometimes it depends on your manufacturer which one they are going to do um, for that particular year but really I think that's about it as far as the difference so really just to tie it up the bigger differences for the dealerships versus shops is that the dealership gives you the best of both worlds worth uh, as far as selling and servicing they're able to give you a little bit more as to what's going on with your car because they have specific technology that can go into your car um, shop is more general with what they are looking for and how they find it shop is gonna more than likely be cheaper just because they're trying to beat the dealership pricing as far as technician goes you're going to have a lot of them who are going to be generally certified and usually those certifications is called ASCs with dealerships you're going to have technicians who are certified specifically for that model and if they've moved around like me they will be certified in multiple different manufacturers so what you could say is is for me if I go into a shop versus going to a dealership, it's better if I went to a shop because I have multiple types of certifications. Even if I don't have that general certification, I have specific certification for specific makes and models. Like I did in episode one, my certifications go from GMC, Honda, Acura, Mazda, Kia, and Kia will sometimes transfer over to Hyundai depending on if they will allow it so you know you have kind of that you can do whatever for those models as long as you keep up your tests versus shops you have to you only have one option and that's ASC but they will pay for it so both ends as far as for the technicians for most shops they will pay for the ASCs so that's not out of your pocket and both do stay inspections which are I know for Texas, it's supposed to be twenty five fifty if you get a full state. If you just do the safety, it's supposed to be seven fifty. So it does depend there. But also, how much the technician gets paid for states is different for dealership versus shop. I know for dealership, most of the dealerships I've been to, stay inspection. That's where you do the OBD two connector um, for looking into the system plus safety. Is usually twenty five fifty pays half an hour, which is point five for technicians. If you do a safety, you get paid point three for the dealership, and that's for multiple dealerships that I've worked for. If you go to a shop, I know one of the shops I've worked for paid the same as dealerships, but another one that I was going to go work for paid like point three for a full state and for just a safety only like point one, So it all depends on the shop you go to versus whether or not the technician is going to actually get paid half an hour or point three for a full state. If you're looking for trying to just get your maintenance done, I would say shop is the way to go. But if you're trying to make it easy on yourself and if you have a car that's known for getting recalls or a manufacturer that's known for getting recalls on the cars, 
I would recommend going to the dealership. A lot of times dealerships are going to have coupons just like the shop. You really kind of get the best of both worlds from them, especially since the advisors um, and workers want you to come back. So they're going to do whatever they can to bring you back into their doors versus you going somewhere else. Hope that you like what you're hearing. Hope you like and subscribe to the channel and to the podcast so you can get updates. Feel free to send in questions about what you may want to hear, may want to hear me talk about. And like I said, I'll do my best to answer it or bring someone in to actually help me out with it. Hope y'all have a great week and see y'all next week. Bye.